Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've got great school questions and a million dollars to give away. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Let's go. Get ready. One of the most popular game shows of all time is coming to Audio Up as a podcast. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, California, this is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Hey guys, welcome to the show. On today's show, we have a man who needs no introduction. Gene Simmons is the co-founder of KISS, America's number one gold record award-winning group of all time. And we have Nick Simmons. We're super excited to get into everything. KISS, as you know, has many gold and platinum records, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, one of the most successful bands ever in the history of merchandising, 44 albums and over 100 million sold, which is crazy. So we're going to get into Gene's new book, The Legend and Mythology of the 27 Club. We're going to get into all things Gene Simmons and Nick Simmons, including Gene's Soda Company, Gene's book, and everything Kiss-related, and music. Let's not forget music. So we'll be right back with Gene and Nick Simmons, and you're listening to Lips LA on Dash Radio. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. So we're here with Nick Simmons, and we're getting back into it. Thanks for joining. So um, everything's good. So, Nick, I mean, you actually had a very, very colorful life. We've been friends for years, but I didn't know that your parents actually met on the lawn of the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, so actually, uh, it's funny because I was just here at the Dream Hotel for uh, Cooper was doing the Playmate of the Year. Uh, Cooper Hefner was doing the Playmate of the Year party here. Um, so we basically grew up with those kids in every way you can imagine. I mean, he, uh, they met on the front lawn. Uh, you know, my mother, before she met my father, was with Hef, and she was Playmate of the Year in, I think, 86 or something like that. So that's like they're literally our second family, and we used to go there for Easter every year and play. You know, the, me and the kids went to school throughout our entire lives. Cooper and Marston, who are Hef's sons, we went to elementary school through high school together. So basically my, my you know, brothers, mother, mothers. Um, and uh, I don't know. I know that sounds odd, 
but uh, when you grow up like that too, on, you know, your parents actually meet on the lawn of the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, but it's it's, it's going to be a colorful. Life. But here's the thing: it's it's funny because I think everybody uh, there's obviously exceptions to this, but I think a lot of people rebel against the normal of whatever their parents are. So, in, uh, Cooper is a perfect example of that because. You know, Hugh Hefner's uh, sort of lifestyle speaks for himself. Cooper is engaged and has always, to my eyes, been a sort of one-woman man and never really ran around and played the field kind of guy. I've never, like, he's never been a, he's never been out in clubs. I mean, you and I yeah. have been in this sort of scene uh, a bit, more so when I was younger, but he was never, like, out there. He was never at, like, bottle service club. I've never seen him party in he my life. He might have went the opposite direction. He made he went, the, he went to boarding school, yeah. and he's very, like, sort of, uh, you know, conservative-like guy like, in terms of his, his attitudes. He's not a hard party. So I think I actually had the same experience where I kind of... Uh, you know, you rebel against your the, the parents' normal. So I'm I'm uh, a lot like him in a lot of ways, but ve- there's some really core differences where we don't really. And you, you basically yeah. kind of grew up on television, right? I mean, your whole like, basi- sort of adolescent years, we, right? We did, yeah. yeah not, so not basically, six. I was like 16 until like 23, I think, something like that. So 167 exact yeah. episodes later. Yeah. Do you feel like that was you know a, a good way to to grow up or being the public eye like that? Because I think you're incredibly well grounded and I always say this to you and I'll say it to your dad but for someone that grew up you know eight seasons on television in the public eye you and Sophie your sister yeah. um, who's not here but shout out to Sophie she has a new song out yes yeah, she has a song the, please so uh, anyone watching this if we don't get anything else across please go check her out Spotify Apple Music all that stuff Sophie just released a song so look up Sophie Simmons came uh, out came out yesterday it's called Paper Cut uh, yeah so go check that out she's, so, she's um, very proud of it yeah but that that must have been weird right growing up on that TV show because it's not a normal yes. existence obviously you're the son of a big celebrity your mom was a celebrity so, like that whole that whole upbringing and even the way your parents met is pretty unique so but, what you what you call being well grounded i call having very intense anxiety all the time right. um but uh yeah so i think there's two there's a positive and negative too so we came on the heels of the osborne success obviously right um and so there was like a bunch of those shows. we were like this I, I call us like the second generation of those things before that when that was the big thing family shows who else Somebody, was there there were i mean i was the hogans and right. there was a bunch of people uh, who tried i i think uh, our, fr- our, fr- our friend sean stewart did one right uh, rod, right, right rod stewart's son who's, who's always running around some of those are more forgettable i feel like your show did really well and obviously it did really the well. osborne's did incredibly well yeah we did we we had we were lucky that people liked it um but i i call it a two-pronged effect is one it it was horrific for my mental health, but it was really good for my financial independence. So financial independence is not something I would give up. Like I have savings now that I I use and has it opened doors for me to do things like write for Huffington Post and Vice and, and it just opened every door you can imagine. It's just, that's the way fame and attention works is, you know, no matter, even if it's negative, sometimes it does open a bunch of doors for you that wouldn't otherwise be open. So, so take me back to yeah. the beginning a little bit, because I want to talk about this with your dad here too, but obviously you grew up in the celebrity household. You grew up on television. Was there ever a pressure for you to really get into the arts? I saw on Definitely. the show years ago when you were like 16, I think you started this sort of band like on the show, right? It was like yeah, a it was mess a, around. I mean, band, I've, right? I've had like six bands, you know, it's always, I always had a band at some point with my friends and it, on 90% of the time it's for fun. And I'm, uh, my manager told me not to talk about this at all. So, so at let's, some so point, you, <laughs> you will right. see something um, that I will be involved in that may not be under my name. So that's, that's really all I'm allowed to say. He would kill me if he heard me even say that. Although I will say um, on Sunday nights, you do this great jazz night thing at the live. Yeah, so LA, that's so. something I can talk endlessly about. I've I, seen I love you it. and it's great. It's, our, it's me and my, this guy named Buster Frank and uh, the H-Wood group with John Terzian. We, we, uh, 
kind of design that we used to do a jazz in at the W Hotel in Hollywood. So I, I used to just jump up and sing for fun in my youth. And Buster brought me on board officially to this uh, this sort of really old fashioned live music night in Hollywood. And we, we kind of built it from the ground up. Buster, you know, trusted me to help curate the, the musicians and stuff. And uh, every Sunday. The it's, band is slamming, by the way. Yeah, it's reservations only. It's no photographs allowed. There's, there's, uh, and we get, we get uh, everybody you can imagine jumping up. We get like, uh, you know, we get jazz singers. We get Drake's dad loves to sing blues all the time. He, he, he drops him whenever he decides to. He's an amazing character. I see a, him out sometimes. Have a couple whiskeys and yeah. jump up and do some, some old Chicago blues, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Sorry, didn't mean to swear. Uh, so we'd have like, uh, I don't know who we did. We did, we just did, like, we do old-fashioned stuff there. We also did like Kylie's birthday right. and, and stuff. So it's, it's one of these really weird, magical places that kind of harkens back to kind of the old uh you know some of those secret clubs they used to have in the hollywood strip that i, I used to run around and see so it's but the, of course you didn't feel a pressure per se because i know your parents were incredibly supportive of what you're doing no, but if, if anything i wish they pressured me more because like i wish i had known about the beatles and bob dylan and stuff in my i, I went chronologically backwards you listen to backstreet boys i, I actually oh, yeah. read somewhere that was your oh, yeah. first album one what, of my first albums what a weird mo- first album millennium no i think my first first album was savage garden this oh. is another boy band that's more obscure. I don't even think I know what that is. Yeah, it's weird. I think they were like so sort of pseudo Christian boy band, but I think it was just the first album I picked DJ up. DJ Minus Touch, we have any Savage Garden we <laughs> want to play later in the show? Uh, okay. All right. We I'm want to make sure we jump lay to it. with you in the sea. You know, it's, yeah, like, it's very love, like. Oh, now I know. Love it. song. I know it now. I'm sorry to say, I do know now. You know, it's it's very like. Uh, and I also I know that you went backwards chronologically with music, right? Because right, so, like the last thing you listened to so was I started like the blues. With, you know, when you're a little kid, you only hear what's, what your mom plays on the radio. So I heard like Golden Age Beatles, where they were like a pop band for a second, but that's the only old music I ever heard. Um, otherwise, I just went contemporary. And then I discovered, of course, Nirvana. And then your whole life changes. And you go, screw everything I was into before. Nirvana is it. And then I discovered Soundgarden. And then I went backwards, like, okay, who did they listen to? And then I discovered Zeppelin. And then Zeppelin was the thing. And then I go, okay, who did Zeppelin listen to? And then they go, okay, blues, like Sonny Boy Williamson and B.B. King and all that. So I literally said, who did my heroes like? And then I started liking them. Who did they like? I started liking them. So now I'm into some weird, you know, pre-war blues, you know, it's like yeah. stuff that nobody cares about. But. I do want to jump to one of my favorite Gene Simmons Kiss songs, 2000 Man. But when we come back, I want to ask Nick, I mean, what was it like having Jimmy Page as your house guest? And, uh, you oh, know, I, I feel like when you were a kid, I, you probably wish you knew the guy. who he's he was, the, right? The guy. And, and when your dad gets here, when Gene gets here, we're going to talk to Nick Simmons about having a house guest over like Jimmy Page <laughs> from Led Zeppelin and what that means. Because God knows those people were not at my house growing up. So we'll be back in a moment. Now they are. They're not well, not as much. Mr. Socialite. We're going to jump to 2000 A Man by Kiss. We'll be back with Gene Simmons, Nick Simmons. We'll talk about Jimmy Page at your house. This is Lips LA on Dash Radio. Hey, guys, we're back. You're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA Radio. We're here with Nick Simmons, and uh, Gene Simmons will be here in just a moment. Nick, He's right? Late. Uh, yeah, he, he is late, but it's okay. <laughs> it doesn't, you know, we got him here, so it's all good. He's never late. It's really, it's really. But but we were talking right before we took a little break to check out 2000 Man that uh, for some reason we got on art and, and culture and whatnot. And, and um, you actually might be able to sort of, you have a theory on who Banksy <laughs> no, is. No, I just read a We're thing. just jumping around. I didn't around. make we're it jumping. up. It's just, don't blame me for this. Please don't come after me for God's sake. Um, no, just there's rumors that he's one of the guys in Massive Attack, which is one of my favorite bands, period. Um, that might be a better story. And, you know, there was this some pictures of like the guy from Massive Attack on a ladder on a wall. And then later there was a Banksy there. 
So they think that maybe that might be him. But I didn't. This is not my scoop. It's online already. Please don't kill me. Well, don't forget we're living. We're actually this this week, whenever you listen to this, um, just this week, Banksy actually had a picture that was shredded. It's my favorite thing. Um, he had that shredder, which is actually I an incredible commentary on pop culture. I think the guy's the value brilliant. of art. Oh, it's great. I love uh, I I think uh, art is al- almost always the emperor's new clothes. So I think that's a great little satire he did where someone pays a million dollars and he goes, oh, bye bye. It was $1.4 million. Bye bye. <laughs> It's actually incredible. That's awesome. But I'm just glad I wasn't the one who purchased the uh, I don't think anybody's mad at it, right? I think every, the, the reaction to that is almost all positive. And by the way, having even the shredded pieces is probably worth more now because it's such a publicized event. I mean, I Ironically, lo- I mean, it's probably more expensive now. Yeah, I was looking on Instagram and the video alone got something like 11 million views. So I'm sure that $1.4 million is now worth about three or four. To me, he's one of the only artists that actually makes statements that are interesting that everybody understands. I mean, there's always this this thing where like you have to hide your message inside this Rubik's Cube or whatever. And I, I just think if your message is worth telling, it should be obvious to everyone. It should still be effective. But Hearst does a great job with that and a couple other guys. But Banksy... You get it. You understand what his message is, and it doesn't take anything away from being obvious. Yeah, art is so subjective, too. I was at an art show last night, and I saw Damien Hirst, uh heart. That was sort of like a general nice heart with a I couple butterflies, it. about a million. I love the, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, love, I love the uh, the sort of, he has those crucified cows or whatever. That's like, be, yeah. not, be not afraid. I saw that in uh, Oslo once, and it's pretty striking i have no idea what it means but it's pretty striking does anybody know what any art means it's all subjective right right it's I mean, almost that, like music that's the uh that's the thing is what is modern art it's i i could do that yeah but you didn't well i'm gonna <laughs> I, there's so much to talk about with your dad by the way but i want to talk about one thing which we can touch base on for a second before he gets here he's got so many products and he's you know it's oh, actually God. one of the kiss is actually one of the most successful bands have you been to the museum thing i have the, not been the, to the room museum thing. okay you gotta come uh, over he's got a shrine to himself that's about like four rooms now wow uh, yeah, you know Every, when you, when you're a for, when I'm fortunate enough for you to invite me over, I'm definitely coming over. You can I, go wherever you want. I've seen. That. I don't live at home anymore. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm almost thirty, but it would know. be weird if you lived at home. <laughs> but um, but I do want to talk about because have you ever pitched your dad an idea? You're like, hey, Gene, I have this idea for you know this toothpaste that doesn't or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. And where do those go? Do those ever? Oh uh, yeah, we, ever worked I think out? We got, I think we got something. We actually just our buddy Joe Manganello has a great. Uh, he's just started like a streetwear line, and I think they're doing a T-shirt together, like a tour shirt. Oh great! And so that, that's, was that's, your that was your collaboration. Connect. Yeah, connect. Joe, oh, cool. Joe's a friend of mine, and he helps me try to be fit. I'm not at his level yet, but because uh, I, I got a, a message from your dad today about the soda, so we're going to get into the soda. Yeah, so he's he's going to be in. I, I guess he, he he's making sodas so, and, and some sort of other products that are going to be in Seven Elevens. Yeah, stuff. but he'll he'll we'll yeah. talk about all this stuff. But I was just curious if you ever pitched an idea and where it went. Yeah, because it would seem logical, right? You're like, I'm trying you know, to remember what I did. I mean, Sofa Generation Z. You got a lot of great ideas. Sofa hooked him up with the Google people. I think they did some Google phone cases. Oh, that's cool. Um, I, I did something. I don't remember what it was. Here's the dumbest idea I've ever heard him pitch that's happening right now that's going to actually be released. And well, can, I want to talk about that, so save it, but tell me what it is. I'll tell you what it is, and then you can grill him about it because okay. you're going to laugh out okay. loud. It's, so w- what's already happened is there are air guitar strings. Right. So that's an empty bag, air guitar strings. So there's no, there's, there's nothing no in there. It's a package that says air guitar strings, and inside is nothing. i got to be honest, it's a little and, stupid. And people buy them. Mm. So now off of the success of that, they're selling air guitars. It reminds so me of the pet rock. Precisely. So <laughs> they're going to sell guitar cases that say air guitar, and inside will be nothing. I, and it you makes know, me want to jump off this building. It makes. I have to say, your dad has a lot of incredible ideas, and he's the mastermind on some of the <sighs> the business so side of Kiss, but that might be the one idea that I'm not sure it's, I quite get. It's, so it's, it's an empty no- box. It's a novelty gag gift, essentially. It's an empty box. And it makes me 
want to scream a okay. little bit. Well, we certainly want to talk about the empty box. <laughs> and the, is that is that like a known fact that that's coming out? Well, I guess it is I may, now. I may have broke that. That might be my our first scoop on that. For but the 10 million people potentially listening to this, please, check out the empty box please, coming to your please stores Please don't now. buy them so it doesn't make me more stupid. I mean, don't tell them I said that, but please don't buy them. But we, we will talk about it for sure. So I want to jump to uh, another song. you have a favorite Kiss song, Nick? Yeah, you know, I actually, I, li- I really like, uh, I'm a 70s guy more than an 80s guy, so I really like their their, their very first couple. I like, uh, there's a song called Going Blind. That's, oh, yeah. Uh, kind of a Was that an Ace Freely song? It might be, yeah. And there's a, there's a, uh, Oh God! What, uh, oh, sure. Know something was a good song. I like Love the, sure the, the, the unplugged version of that. Um, I was I was like weird, you know, off the. I really like the uh, Carnival Souls album, which is where they in the grunge era when right. Nirvana ruled the world. They they tried their hand at they did a no makeup album that was kind of like sort of darker and more uh, I don't know musiciany. And I really like that record a lot. It sounds nothing like the rest of their stuff. But, uh, you wouldn't. You're not old enough to remember, but like one of the biggest moments in pop culture when I was a kid was the unveiling of Kiss without makeup. Oh, yeah. Because right? yeah, yeah. for those of you who don't know... The Daft Punk of their era. That's yeah. <laughs> Kiss wore makeup my whole life growing up, and they were like the biggest band in the world. At some point, there was an unveiling, and everyone was like, are they good looking or are they not good looking? And they were we, like, nah. Yeah, we, we've seen pictures of... Gene dating Cher, sort of from the seventies. No, yeah, they had a. He always wore bandanas. Over yeah, his face. there was always like this mystery. Somewhere there's, you know, there was. You hear shrouded. about Cher's, Cher's got like a number one album right now because of the ABBA movie. That's amazing. She's her first number one album in like a decade. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I want to jump to sure know something because that is a great idea for a track we can jump to. Sure. This is going to be a long show, so um, we're going to come back and talk to your dad about sure know something. The fact that you guys, well, actually, your dad grew up in Israel. One thing you didn't know, and I'll actually tell your dad. My second cousin is Reuben Rivlin. Do you know who that is? Yeah, you told me this. This He's is a the bizarre president fact of Israel. Right. You are your socialite credentials are unmatched. Like the, the, your connections are ridiculous. It makes no sense. I don't understand how you're a real person. It's well, very bizarre. What's even stranger is my dad is this sort of, I don't want to say mafia because my mom said I couldn't say that, but he's this connected Your guy. life is like Zoolander. You're like, you walk in there and like it's, it's like, hey, Billy Zane, what's up? And it's just like, how do you know everybody? Well, it was funny because only a little while ago, my dad was like, hey, uh, I said, dad, you know, the president of Israel's last name is Rivlin. Is that any connection to your mom? Because my, my grandma's last name oh. is Rivlin. He's like, oh, it was, uh, yeah, he's your second cousin. I'm like, I'm over over 40 years old and you're telling me now that the president of Israel is my cousin. I could have used it. I went to Israel for a couple of days. Yeah, th- there's a couple connections that could have probably been useful there. Yeah, Something. I could have gotten into like a nightclub or maybe a hard to get into restaurant. But I'll tell your dad if he cares because I know his, his ties to Israel are... Um you know, or definitely that's where he grew up in Haifa, right? Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into it. Front from 10. But yes, he should, he should go into that. Yeah, so uh, we'll be back. We're going to jump to Sure Know Something by Kiss. You're listening to Lips LA Radio. We'll be back with Gene Simmons and Nick Simmons and uh, talk all things Kiss, Gene, and Nick. Hey there, this is Brandon Boyd from the band Incubus, and you're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA. We're with the man who needs no introduction. No, no, Mr. I'll go ahead and introduce. Mr. Gene Simmons, 100 million records worldwide, which is pretty incredible. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We want to talk about the book, The Legend and Mythology of the 27 Club. We want to talk about the soda. And we have so much to get the tour, obviously. So we have a lot to get into. I'm just here because I'm Scott's friend. And, well, you and I have been friends for years. And uh, there's so much to talk about, Gene. I want to actually take it back to the beginning, the beginning, beginning of Israel. Of, t- of time. The, the beginning of <laughs> In time. In 1802. My uh, my family's from Israel too. My my second cousin is the president of I'm Israel. So, I'm so sorry. So there's Netanyahu? a connection. Uh, no, the president. 
Ruby, oh, the, Ru- the other Ruby guy, Ridley. the one that nobody knows. No one knows, but yeah. <laughs> that is my cousin. So um, take us back to the beginning, because I know you went there. Not quite. I, I guess you met your half brother there um, some years back. It, it was very strange. Nick missed that trip. We, I was I was on that trip. That's what I just I said. You, Nick though. was on the trip. Shannon arranged Sophie, it. Sophie missed, Sophie missed the it. trip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we had a TV show that went well. They were the knuckleheads were this small and. What, how old were you then? 20, but it's all right. That's a long time ago. <laughs> now yeah, you're 56. Yeah, it's almost a decade ago. <gasps> so we went, uh, it's funny to hear young people talk about age. It's like, it's yeah, like, a, good, it's like a baby saying, I think I've got a gray hair. I do have a gray <laughs> hair. You don't even have a tooth in I your skull. I do have a gray hair. Quiet. Okay. And Maurice White, Earth, Wind, and Fire, <laughs> September. Because <laughs> you're from Haifa, correct? I'm, I am from Haifa. Yeah. I know I don't look Swiss. Yeah. And we went there. Um, somebody had the bright idea, his mother, that I should at least see where she, I was she, born. Yeah, she tracked him down, didn't she? She tracked it. So these, are, so these are his half siblings that I guess your half brother. I was told nothing. Yeah. My father was a hound, and he died. I don't know, eighty or so, with a thirty-five-year-old woman there, with, by the way, one leg amputated. Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's like an everything is illuminated novel or something. He's, it's a very bizarre. Story. But that was the first time you returned back there since you were a kid, right? When you just went there? We, we visited where I was born. Yes, you can video this on your cell phone. It's okay. No, it's, it's part of it. It's a oh, live it's part stream. of the thing? Yeah. It's part of Young people. <laughs> it's part of this generation. Yeah. Social media. It's a whole thing. Yeah. I've been waiting all my life for everybody to wear baseball hats, although you don't play no. baseball. Actually, that's the money bag soda. We can I own get, that, we can actually. Get it. We'll see, get into that. See the New York sign? She, she oh, doesn't Lord. own that. I did my God. research. Um, so, uh, make I'll a long story short, although I love the sound of my own voice, God help me, I will help me, <laughs> is we visited different places and all that, and I showed my uh, Shannon, look at that cactus fruit and over there, and that little Mount Carmel, by the way, is not a mountain. The biblical Mount Carmel, it's like a little hill. There's nothing to it. And then we uh, went to dinner. The cam- camera crew and Nick and Shannon and I, and we pull up to this restaurant, and no exaggeration, so help me, the place is packed, kids, families, all that, and you can see through the open window, and a tall, good-looking guy, a little taller than I am, thinner, better-looking, you know, comes over with a white shirt, and I think it's the maitre d', <laughs> expecting Mr. Simmons come, you know, with an Israeli accent. And he says, hi, I'm Kobe, I'm your brother. And I just about... Lost it. Yeah, so that's one of the things that everybody, you know, there there are certain things you have to fudge for that sort of show, but that's one of the things everyone's like, oh, clearly that's fake. Like, there's no way. Well, what's Such the, he's your cinema, half-brother, yeah, right? But it, that, was the, that was the only, that was like one of the most unplanned reaction moments. That, like, he, he walked up and he, was, he could say whatever he wanted, and Dad did not know he was going to be there. He had never met his brother. And, there, you know, like everyone who watched that, we were inundated with like, come on, guys, stop casting these actors. And I'm like, I swear to God, this Pretty is our bro- my uncle I never met. And, it gets uh, weirder. Every, yeah. Everybody, everybody in, in the, the restaurant, restaurant were related. In That's some amazing. way. Yeah. So there was, a, there was a whole, it was two twin sisters that he had. Six that, foot two twin sisters. And when you look at their faces, you're like, okay, it's you as a woman. Got it. It's you. It's like, <laughs> nice. it's, oh, my God. And then you see like another, like a shorter woman and go like, oh, it's you, but shorter. And, and Okay. And then the two kids, it's like, oh, it's Nick and Soph when they were that age. Yes, exactly. They're kid, they're His years. dad's jeans are so, and it's not a pun. Don't say the joke. Don't do it. Okay. So he sometimes, okay. So the two kids, like we had childhood photos, we put the next to the kids, and it's like his dad's jeans are so persistent. 
they're like clones. But like, you're still close with the whole with the new yeah, family. Kobe's right? the new, good, yeah, Kobe's yeah. He's, you he's, told me that you text a lot with your... Yeah, they live, I think they live in London now, yeah. right? Uh, Kobe does. The strange part is I used to teach sixth grade, God help them which, all. Which was my next question. <laughs> but, but strangely and coincidentally, Kobe is also a sixth grade teacher. Wow. They had Amazing. Met, uh, yeah. Weird. Because you used to teach in Spanish Harlem, right? Yeah. What grades were you teaching back then? Sixth. Sixth grade, wow. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there was a, yeah, you can't do that well, anymore there was either. The weird, no jokes. It's nothing. We won't make any jokes. There's a... Uh, there was a weird moment too with that K Sarasara song on that trip, where we were on in the car. We were visiting his father's grave, and in the car on the way there, we were just playing this this the remix of the old song. I think it was Et, Etta, uh, Etta Fitzgerald, K Sarasara. No, Ella. 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 Doris Day was Jesus. the original one. Doris Day is the one we were listening to. That's the one. Uh, and so we were listening to K Sarasara, whatever will be, will be. And then like one of the siblings starts crying because we played it again when they got in the car and she's like what's the matter he's like well that's on the tombstone that he had never visited of his wow. father so he walked there he's like yeah that was his favorite expression and we just happened to have it on shuffle that day how incredible so, so many weird things that happened that day wow. uh, yeah it's amazing so and at some point you were teaching and then the band started and you were toying around with the idea of makeup and were there other characters that you toyed around with instead of the demon or was that was that the first go at it you were funny like this you, is funny you say characters because I don't make characters. Never, that's all right. No, These are semantics. Yeah. I'm not anti-semantic. <laughs> we never, we never thought Prepare of it. Prepare for that the way. dad puns, everybody. Prepare yourself. Dad jokes <laughs> or dead jokes. Because soon I will be. So they, it, it meets. It's okay. You keep talking. You and, and that will lead us to our next segue on the 27th. As a matter of fact, but, Peter yeah. Chris has now changed the lyric of Beth. No, no, no. Death, I hear you calling. <laughs> okay, well, so, no one's going to tweet at me about this. No, they don't know anything. Oh, I <laughs> don't care. It's too I late. I care. Oh, that's right. My yeah. son cares. I have to live here. You're, go- when, you're gone in what? Two when, years, Tops? When <laughs> is this uh, Chris Rock and, uh, and Seinfeld, Seinfeld will won't, not tour won't play college campuses? Wow, yeah, that's campuses. pretty crazy. Because somebody's going to get upset. That's what comedy is. That's true. Yeah, well, transgression is the uh, is the whole point. You do have a great sense of humor because I've been to breakfast. With I you am a joke. A lot, there's a lot of jokes being made at breakfast. I will say, but so just take me that for one second. You actually remember the jokes at breakfast? I 100. I do. dare you. Because it reminded me of like my Larry David I think we were there with, By the way, there's a bunch of weird people that there that day. Oh, there we were was with like, Sophie and we were and Lindsay Wixon. Lindsay Wixon was and, with us and, one of, and I think that uh, one of your other friends dropped in out of the out of the blue. Anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, well, I digress. Or you digress. You have friends, but uh, <laughs> I do. But so you didn't toy with other makeup at the time, Gene. Uh, going back to what I was asking, it was just really you actually had that idea for the demon from the get go, or was it other ideas that you could have? Uh, you know, singularity is another big words like gymnasium. One day we're rehearsing in a rat-infested fire trap, no windows, nothing. That's so we could turn up and play. And one day, for some reason, one of us—I can't remember who—said, "Let's go down to the Woolworths, which was a sure. chain of stores. You've heard of it? I have. Is it New Yorker? I think they're out of business. Maybe New York. Yeah. New York. And we went there and decided." You know, sometimes you buy flies and plastic uh, ice cubes to put in people's... Th- all that yeah. dumb stuff. Whoopee cushions. That people today don't do. <laughs> and whoopee cushion. Yes. Not Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> whoopee cushion. See what I did there? He loves, he loves the electric gum and the whoopee Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I miss all that stuff. That was so fun. Three oh, stooges here. Do, but of course, somebody gets upset. Yeah, That's the whole true, idea true. of it. But you were... So you, went, about, you went to what was smiling. Or killed. Smiling. <laughs> and so we, uh, somebody said, let's go. And and so we decided to buy clown makeup, clown white and clown black. And we bought a $15 mirror that 
warped itself once we leaned it against the wall upstairs, 10 East 23rd Street. And all I know is without speaking very much, we started to put the makeup on the faces. And pretty much the makeup that went on is the makeup that continues 45 years later on half the world's number one gold record award-winning group of all time. Amazing. We already talked about that. Interesting yeah. part of the story is over now. Yeah, but yeah. I, well, I told in Nick, all categories. That's right. I told Nick when I was a kid, one of the biggest highlights of my life was like the unveiling of Kiss. I remember it was a huge thing. The unmasking. The, the unmasking, yeah, the unveiling. Yeah. And there was so, I wasn't alive. Yeah. I wasn't I alive. That's his excuse. <laughs> but I was alive. I, wasn't so alive. I remember that. Um, so I want to jump to... What do you have? A dead thing on your necklace? What is that? It's a dinosaur head. They're dead. Yeah. I want to jump to you. I want to is jump to Is that a new band, Dinosaur Head? There's, there, there was a, a there is a band called yeah. Dinosaur, Dinosaur Junior. Dinosaur Head Junior, true. You mean who was on the Kiss tribute band that I put the, Dinosaur the album? No. Dinosaur Junior was on doing Going Blind, which I wrote. You have so many things on, that are relevant to me that you don't tell me sometimes. Like you're, he he did this thing where do you know the curse of the visitors to his house? This I is the, not, this is my curse. I've not been invited over the house. Every, no, here's the here's the curse. Everyone I've ever worshipped, like Bob Dylan, whatever. He has a story about me meeting them when I was too young to remember. Well, you tell me Jimmy like Page a, was like a, house, right? It's like an evil genie granted all of my wishes and then gave me amnesia about them. When they come over them. to the house. It <laughs> makes no sense. I always go like, oh, I love this record. He goes, oh, yeah, he held you when you were a baby. The go, same with Jimmy what, Page, will he come right? over? Will he come over now? And they go, no, no he's busy. <laughs> like, what the hell? I just I just got into that guy. He's like, yeah, sorry, you missed the boat. Wasn't like, Jimmy Page the, over <laughs> your house when you were a kid? No, like, yeah, before I was old enough to remember. Yeah. What was that like? Because you're a sadist. So you were hanging you out, hate, and you Jewish. hate me. You same, hate me. Same thing. You hate me. So, but I'll, I'll remember a Bob Dylan moment. held me, apparently. And then threw you down. Too, much. Threw, too heavy. Yeah. We, me were, another, uh, me another. we were in London. I was asked to host the some kind of classic rock award thing. And all Nick is talking about, you know, sitting beside me is, oh, Brian May and Jeff Beck and, uh, you know, all this stuff. Yeah. So I said, Jeff, come here. <laughs> and I just like yeah, what's up? Brian, <laughs> then Brian came over. I don't remember which one it was. It was, it was both. I mean, Jeff came both over. Came he, over. Jeff came over like with, the, with say, this with this tone, say, this energy. Say hello like, to Nick. Say hello yeah, to how you doing? What's up? How's it going? I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. it gets it gets worse. It gets worse. It gets okay. worse. Jimmy Page is like above and beyond. So the we're guy. in New York City, and my back is turned to people, and we're uh, Nick and I and just just off an talking. airplane, so I'm in sweatpants and, and sweat Jimmy again. comes over and puts his hand on my shoulder, and I said, "Bitch, take that motherfucker." No, no sorry. <laughs> no. Is that is that okay language? Yeah, it's yes. fine. Email just we're on Dash Radio, of course, so, it's okay. So uh, Jimmy comes over. Hey, Jimmy, how you doing? Yeah, Gene, what's up? <laughs> Nick started to cry. No, no, no. Okay, so here, yes, no, you did. No, wow. I, I'm not gonna not admit the. So here's where here's are the, the pictures, not, Nick? Not Listen, admit. the actual story is that I held it together till he left, and then I started to cry. So is there a picture? Because there's not a picture. Well, here's, didn't happen, what, here's so. why I started. Yes, it was not a, just, yes. Look, listen, listen. It was yeah. not just because I met him. There's, there's mitigating factors here. He had said that he had he had talked to Eddie Kramer, who's his old engineer sure. and, and somebody he works with. And I, I had been doing demos with Eddie, and he said like Eddie's been telling me that your stuff's great. Yeah. So I thought like not only did I meet wow. my hero, but he was like he knew of me. I mean that's and he's like I can't wait to hear the stuff. And I was like, huh, 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 huh. and he walked away. And I was like, did I do okay? Was I normal? And mom's like, you did great, sweetie. And I'm like, oh, I just want to make a good impression. You, yeah, he was yeah, fine. So you were sweating profusely. I'm about to show you. It was the, more like those those movie tears where you're sitting there and just one tear rolls down the cheek, and I'm like, I think I'm okay. Amazing. <laughs> so Jennifer Lawrence was walking by, and uh, I don't know. We were at some event. 
Uh, it was a CAA party. Yeah. Oh, she's so hot or smart, whatever. The I hell didn't you say think. anything of okay, the sort. Okay, I'm sorts. sorry. What did you say? Jesus. Who my company? I said, look, it's Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> so said, there she can, is. Jennifer, come on over. <laughs> yeah, that's, back, I, Dad, you can't just call people. And he's like, no, I don't Why care. Why not? He doesn't care about anything. Nick, you know, so, we used to manage her back in the day. Yeah, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know that she was going to become. You dropped this, a name. Oh, yeah, it's true. It is true. It's relevant to the story. It's, I'm, yes. looking, <laughs> I'm looking for the photo of Jimmy. You're oh, not going to win this one. He's the biggest socialite of this. Yeah. No, no, I hear Jimmy's... Super uh, <laughs> The sad part is sometimes... Oh, here's, uh, here's Brian. But oh, the so, sa- the sad, here, so wait, yeah. while you're looking for the... So the, the Brian, so Brian Maycomb's over in the same event, and I am also freaking out, and he goes like... Amazing, let's look at that picture. He leans Amazing. in, yeah. So there's Jimmy. Oh, well, that's you, but where, where is Nick? This is Jimmy. I've got, I've got the photo. Oh. This is the picture, in case you guys can't see. You should be able to see. Amazing photo. So J- Amazing. Brian May walks over of Queen, uh, in case the youngins don't know. Um, and he, he he's very very nice right away. Yeah, there's me and Jimmy and the, and the young. Wow, Same. you look about 12 years old here. Yeah, it's Can not, you guys see I'm this? About 18, something like That's that. That's Nick, 12, 18. Wow. So Brian May walks over after the I forget about Jeff Beck, and he goes, "So I'm wearing this. I, I think it was this ring actually. I was wearing this. I was trying to be cool, whatever." And uh, he <laughs> takes my hand. And he kind of goes like he goes like, "Good to meet you. <laughs> he, good to meet you." And he slams his hand down and hurts his hand on my ring. The God. golden hands that play guitar. <laughs> like I think I, I he was like ah! and I was like, No, I've damaged <laughs> I've damaged Brian May's golden hands and he goes, Oh, that's okay. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the top floor of this building and jump and this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then later, you know, he came and he was he's fine. He but can I never play guitar again. I, yeah, like literally I thought like, oh, I just broke Jimmy Brian May's wow. finger. So you know, jo- on so- his le- on his left hand, the right. hand that you need to play. I was like sweating profusely. So Josh Stone is walking by backstage and uh, talking to his mom. Said, "Maybe, sh- maybe Nick should go out." Great, yeah. And this is so cool how you whore me like Josh, a piece wanna, of meat. It's so fun when you do that. Josh, I love you want to come over to the house and you know, kind of. The, well, I'll be in. in the, you know, we whore him out. <laughs> he, really, he, he 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 will do this thing sometimes where there will be a woman, just any any, just this poor woman trying to go about her day like a human being, and he will go like. Hi, my son's single, and he'll point to me, and I'll be there, and I'll go. First of all, you don't even know if that's true. I'm, I'm not right now, and second of all, no, no, ah, wait, wait, no, like, wait a minute, hold on a second. Single means you're not married. Oh God, you know. So mom's driving here now because she had a sixth sense. She heard you say that over the ether, and she's on her way to just throw you single off this chair. Single only means you're not married. No, it doesn't anymore. Well, anyway, I do, I do want to get into your book, Gene, because the legend and mythology of the 27th Club. stop talking about it and buy it? Well, everyone should buy it. But um, let's talk about it for a little bit. Amy Winehouse, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. I mean, they have. Do you think there's a coincidence you, there or is it, there's a mythology behind it? It says it in the book. The book is like, yeah. so there's a, uh, we interviewed a, a neuroscientist that I interviewed for HuffPost back in the day about, uh, he, he used to work for the FBI and he did uh, a lot of studies on you know various pathologies. And he basically went out to say, that there is a, there is a small spike at around the late 20s and but there's a bigger spike in the 50s um, so that it, it is essentially that's why the title's a myth it is essentially a myth but the the kernel of truth that's in there is that whenever uh, the time at which conditions like depression anxiety and schizophrenia tend to manifest themselves is around mid to late 20s so there's a, there's a correlation between a super high pressure high attention job mixed with substances and then your genetics kick in at a certain age so there's a sort of like the perfect storm of influences that kind of makes people 
you know, kind of have a rough time right around that age. So and, the, sure, the, and also, you never the, know what people are going through, right? These people are on right. top of the world. They're selling millions but he, of records. He, I mean, the, 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 the neuroscientist's point of view, as far as I read it from his uh, the interview we did with him, um, I, I, was, I did the interview and I, I sent it to Pops. And uh, the neuroscientist essentially said, his name is Dr. James Fallon, um, and he he said like the, the, it's it's the perfect it's almost always the perfect storm thing it's you have a genetic predisposition to one or one or more of these conditions like addiction or uh, uh, schizophrenia or depression etc and then you add on top of that a a culture where here's all the free drugs in the world that you could possibly want and you know one one will, a person who's vulnerable to that one will get right. you such over the and edge. then and then you have this thing where it's someone with anxiety being subjected to the most attention you can give a human being so it's like any street corner attention 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 so it's awesome until your anxiety kicks in at a certain age and then you realize you're having a rough time and so what do you do you then medicate with the drugs you've already been given so it's this yeah so that that's kind of where it comes from essentially is what his point of view was it's this perfect storm that tends to happen to people with a certain genetic disposition and a certain confluence of influences around them at the same time. Um, and if anything, this might encourage the conversation about mental health, right? Because I think it's an important well, conversation I'm, to have. Well, I'm very fortunate. I don't think my wiring uh, is even interested by DNA and drugs and alcohol or anything like that. I literally have never, not even cigarettes. I'm really boring. I love sweets, though. Although, although you are the CEO of a new cannabis company. Well, there's that. Right. And our sodas are in 7-Elevens. There's a lot of stuff There's a lot of stuff. On. Yeah. But you don't have enough time. And <laughs> in either case, I prefer you pay me for it. But <laughs> but in all seriousness, nobody talks about it. I'm, I'm on record doing uh, either MSNBC or someplace like that. We're talking about, and I was a jackass. You know, when you think, when you get rich and famous, you think you know it all. Right. You're looking at them. I'm an idiot in areas of this sort of self-aggrandizement, mm. big words. And they were talking about, you know, people need help. And I'm going, you're a grown-up. You're no longer on your mom's teeth. You know, get over it. Sure. Go get, you know, the guys that stand on top of buildings and threaten to jump. I'm the first guy, I, I quoted a saying, I'm the first guy that said, jump, motherfucker, stop right. wasting our time. And he and I talked at length about this. And it's sort of like, about I, I think, I think it's not just a... That set me straight. Well, so we talked essentially, and I said, uh, I, I think that it's not a uh, him problem. I think it was that general. I mean, I don't think, I, I honestly think the the term depression is not helping because it sounds to, to the, especially to a generation before ours, it just sounds like a mood you're in. It doesn't sound like a con, a, a mental condition. Like schizophrenia sounds very official yeah. and pathological, and it sounds like something you can be afflicted with. When you say the word depression, that's also what you say when you're just in a bad mood. It's just not the same thing. And so when people kept asking him about depression, that's all he, I mean, that's, that's who had ever explained to him, you know, what clinical was versus just, I'm in a bad mood. So when he heard, like, there were people who were just as lucky as he was, who were sad, that's all he heard was yeah. they were just sad. He was like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, you're ungrateful. He didn't, he had no idea that, like, it takes a, 10 million people to go like, no, 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 it's just a word that sounds like sadness that actually means this, this, Mental condition. I mean, then we watched this Stephen Fry documentary where. Oh my God! And we like. Which I, documentary I, I, was that? I learned more helping him edit this book than I I knew. I mean, there's this documentary he did about about his depression. I mean, he oh. Stephen Fry is like a ten on the scale. Like, there's a scene of him that we watched that we couldn't get over where he's getting out of this car and well, it just. Well, even before then, right, he's right, talking about it lucidly. I suffer from depression. Mm. I know it. You may not understand. And it, he's like, logically, I'm very happy. Like in my brain, like I know I'm very fortunate. Like yeah. this all occurs to me, 
And then he and I watched this YouTube video of him getting out of his car, and you just you kind of just see it hit him. Like he has an episode like on the camera guys were lucky enough to catch this moment right. where he goes, I'm fine. And then all of a sudden he just drops and he leans against the car. And dad and I are like, like, wow, it's like, you know, no just one. He's describing this feels hopeless. I could easily fall into. I'm not putting words in his mouth you know, yeah. into a very dangerous suicidal area. And so he's acting and the, he's almost he's like acting like as the narrator, observing himself. Right. But feeling all that, it it's was a very strange, shocking. Yeah. shocking. Even so, yesterday, Selena he, Gomez. He and I both, right? He and I right. both didn't know the extent. I mean, I had a little bit because I'm exposed to like millennial social media sure. that talks about this a lot. But who, if you would never see that scene of that guy who just he's totally happy and then all of a sudden his brain just betrays him, gen, you know, genetically. How would you know the difference between, uh, oh, these are just rich people complain? I mean, like that seems totally intuitive unless someone tells you. This thing exists, and it's a it's a it's a disease that people have, and they they don't want to be that way. They're so just, in a way, it, this might spark the conversation about mental I mean, health we, and we, encourage we, it we because talk, I think it's a good thing that we talked we talked for hours, and yeah. I, I we bounced off each other. It's it's I, I don't think I don't think people of his age, uh, I don't think anyone gave a crap. Honestly, yeah. I don't think or, anyone or talked middle, about it. Or right. most people, middle I think America. most people today, even young people, probably don't really get it because it you, sounds like just a mood you're in. You guys. If sounds, somebody, especially guys, because we're supposed to be you know, immune to emotion, tough, you yeah. know, how are you feeling? Fine. Yeah. You know, I don't go, you know what? When I was a child of four and you don't go into right. that thing, it's not because right. nobody really cares. No one cares. They're all concerned with their own lives. But hopefully, and nobody here is a doctor or a shrink, hopefully it'll encourage people to just talk. Right. Just have and both people who are near you, friends, enemies. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I had a bad day. Yeah, me too. That sort of because we're not trained. Right. You and I. Sure. Not so much him. He's a tough cookie. But we're trained not to share our emotions, yeah. especially the guys. I'm feeling really sad today. A guy goes, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Ball yeah. Game. <laughs> but you guys I, have always had an incredible relationship. Is there anything that I don't ever personally been- like him? But I have to because he's my son. <laughs> Is there anything <laughs> off limits that you don't Laugh, talk about? Laugh, it's a joke. No, we. we, we nothing's uh, off limits. No. We, I mean, it's funny because he and I have incredibly different. <laughs> we we agree about a lot of things. We have incredibly different worldview. I mean, this is what the Vice article. I wrote a yeah. Vice article on Father's Day a couple uh, a year or two ago. Yeah, what is, is that? Ta- ta- is what that is, is it art- called, Nick? <laughs> it's, it's, I have to swear to say the title if that's right. That's okay. It's uh, the Vice article is called uh, "My Dad Gene Simmons is Full of Shit and So Are You." Uh, that's sort of it's sort of like about how people. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think that there's a, there's a the the epidemic in this country right now is uh, based on not being able to disagree civilly about even stuff you find really really awful, and I think that the the alternative to disagreeing civilly is violence. So I think that even if someone is saying something that at your very soul offends you, I think you still need to just talk. So he and I, like he and I, have a couple disagreements that go to like the core of our beings. But at the end of the day, the bigger priority has to be we all have to walk out the door peacefully together and eat So, so eat nothing's food. off so, limits, really? No, we know, I don't think we ever censor ourselves at home, especially. No, I mean, if it's the conversation well, at home would probably he's, cause He's got it. a mother. Back of my head used to come out farther, but... I, you know that? Mom's farther uh, down the sort of like the millennial spectrum than I am. I'm, I kind of consider myself in the middle. I have, I have like some views go over there and some go over right. there and, and he's... Uh, a little bit righter than us, although not as he's not as conservative as people think he is. But he, he makes conservative noises. Um, More fun, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he, it's. Uh, but I, I think that that needs to be 
everywhere. I mean, you, need, you got it. You got to hang out with everybody. I think there should be new hats. Make America spectacular, and then people won't know what <laughs> who. Yeah, what? And it's just purple, and you don't know like who's that. For? Well, I want to a lot, of, a lot of respect to you because Nick is an incredible son. He's an incredible human being, and, and just a great guy. Not because you're my friend, we but hang because out a lot. because it could be that you could have I'm turned sorry, out. I'm sorry. What's the you could have turned friend? out? I don't know. The... <laughs> yeah. You could yeah, have turned out horribly wrong, but you turned out that. great. So it's actually pretty cool. But um, I did want to talk about for a moment. You know, Kiss is one of the most successful bands in the history of music merchandising wise, and the business of Kiss has always been super interesting to me, Gene. And I was asking Nick, are there have there ever been products that you've like pitched to your dad that you? I told him about Sophie in the, the Google uh, cases, but I don't know if we I've ever pitched anything, have I? I don't know if I. We talk all the time, like, what about this? What about that? I just, talk, yeah. I just told him about the air. Yamakas. Yamakas, yeah. Oh, the Yamakas. You didn't can talk you, about can that. You tell what is him, that. Can you tell him about the air? We, uh, <laughs> we do sell Kiss Air guitar strings. Do you have a picture? Are they out now? Or I'll go, oh, yeah. The people buy cases. Wow. Kiss Air guitar strings. He loves Siri, by the way. Oh, I don't know. There good. is a parent Siri. thing. Parents love Siri. Well, care. you know, they, it, she, I can't see my phone anyway, so she the doesn't type is talk better. back. <laughs> Yeah, she does. Do That's I have my point. mother's hips? What she does talk mean? back. She goes, like, I, don't, I don't want to talk to you. Just ask, her what her, ask her to rap to you. You ever hear that? Uh, let me see if there's... I don't think we <laughs> she have... She does. Does she? What yeah. do you call me, Siri? Yeah, huh? You don't have... We you don't, don't have... No, I don't hear that. Anyway, the strings. Uh, so the strings uh, are empty bags full of air. They're not allowed to talk, huh? They talk. Well, they're just, you know, they're helping. They're helping everything. So the air guitar strings... That's something that you're what selling. What do you call now. me, Siri? <laughs> well, we can't hear. Oh, God. What do you call me, Siri? Yeah, you're not getting signal. We're not getting signal. No. We need some signal in here. Um, He's the so ultimate dad. How do, how do all dad. these uh, ideas come to fruition, Gene? I mean, like the soda company, were you sitting around one day and you were like, listen, we don't have our names on no, soda. No, truthfully, um, you get a lot more credit than you deserve or I deserve. And life happens to you while you're busy making your plans. It's up to you to recognize, oh, there's a ship about to leave harbor. I better put some stuff on it. Yeah. And uh, you don't you don't build a ship. You don't. You just take advantage of the situation. Sure. Right thing, right place, right time. Sounds like one of my business books. But in all seriousness, usually people come up to me. Hey, how you doing? You've got a long tongue, and my so did my dad. <laughs> You're my cousin. Yeah, a lot whatever. of people say like, I laugh. Have a it's a joke. <laughs> it's a, a joke. <laughs> Dad, there's no mics over there. Even if they did, they wouldn't. They wouldn't I know, but she's taping, and we have a live audience. Yeah. You know, um, when you laugh, the, please, the please screen e can shake. Please like ignore. So, ignore. Uh, so the soda company. How did that come so about? So two brother, two brothers, uh, Janik brothers, came up with their kids. Can I, my kid, have an autograph? And I said, you know, give me some money. I'm Jewish. You know, all the usual right. stuff. Right. And I asked them. What do you guys do? Oh, we're in the soda business. You're in the soda. You work at Coca-Cola. No, no, we have our own. We're third-generation soda makers, upstate New York. And I became fascinated by the idea, and actually tasted some of their sodas, and they were good. Reminded me of vintage. And they don't use sugar. They use cane sugar, no preservatives, and any of that. I mean, like processed sugar, yeah. Processed. Yeah. And the bottles are cool. They're like kind of well, they, no, that came later. Right. That was your and idea. so I told him, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a JV joint venture. Yep. I'm going to take half the company. I own everything. I own the. I decide everything. And I'll make you guys millionaires in a year or so. And we'll get you in 7-Eleven before you know, which is almost impossible. So the, you may see it uh, on the internet and all that. Uh, or GeneSimmons.com. You can order cases <laughs> of this stuff. Um, so I own the Moneybag logo and decided to do money, put it, put it on sodas. Yep. 
and called Joe DePinto, the CEO of 7-Eleven, flew down there, and I said, Joe, this is the real deal. You know, take me for my word. And he ordered millions of cases. <laughs> Amazing. And then we went to Wegmans and Tops. Look, uh, business is done via relationships and trust. And if you ever cross the line of being unethical or immoral or whatever w within the business framework, the word spreads right away. No so question. we're about to launch. You have no idea. I have a deal with the, the largest car uh, company that makes the insides, all the doors for Volvo and the vodka line and a, just a Amazing. ton of stuff. And I don't drink or get high yeah. or anything. No, you, should I, you actually should be on Shark Tank because I think you'd be great. Do you like actually, that show? Actually, that was Mark Burnett's show for me. It was originally offered to me when it was called Dragon's Den. Oh, right. In London, it was called Dragon's Den. Right. 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 And he was going to take over the rights. Yeah. And we negotiated right up until contract. Mm -hmm. I was going to be the Trump of the, you know, the right. bad guy. Mr. Like, in essence, Mr. Wonderful. Sure. And he was going to pay me 80 grand per episode. Right. And Jesus said, Christ, I can't man. buy my mother lunch for that. Because <laughs> uh, if we step up on stage with Kiss, we get a million to $3 million. Okay, all right, all right. So it, <laughs> Jesus, it, uh, Jesus. Can, can you raise it a little bit? Or give me a piece of the back end. Sure. I don't mean right, right. nowadays the actual you can't, back say, end. Right. can't say that anymore. <laughs> Everything will be moved on the show. God, it's such a miserable All right, enough, world. enough. So enough. are there any products that you haven't done yet? Because you've done coffins, well, yeah, condoms. Yeah, we haven't, toilet, we haven't done Kiss bowls? Crack. Kiss Crack. Okay, that's next. I didn't yeah. say so. We just oh, haven't done just it. Just haven't done it. But, but we, we do Kiss condoms. We do Kiss caskets. We'll get you coming. We'll get you going. Right. There's no That's a legitimate you joke. You're not getting away with that. <laughs> we also have a kiss urn because I, I mean, literally, if you want ashes, you have it too. Hope everyone wow. put ashes in seats. I saw kiss say that word. I saw a kiss deeply. refrigerator the other day. Do you guys yeah, get have, paid yeah. for that? Okay, I wasn't sure if that was yeah, like licensed or what not. What just came in because everybody needs it. God help us. <laughs> it's about the length of the table. The kiss beer pong table. Oh, we need that for sure. By the way, it's selling like hotcakes. So this, Who ever so, came up just with that? So this, uh, this is why I'm in therapy this whole <laughs> right. this is Well, to take it back to music for a minute, you have your final tour next year. It's called uh, The End of the... You're, you're going on a final tour? No, you, Kiss you is going are. on a final tour. Uh, <laughs> or maybe you are. It's called Smart. The End of the Road Tour 2019. Um, and I mean, when you still, I mean, obviously I know the Beatles are a huge inspiration to you. Are there people that you met like in the last 20 years that you're like Paul McCartney, Ringo, where you were still starstruck? That doesn't oh, really happen. Oh, sure. You got to tell the Who Ringo. are those people? You got to tell the Ringo story. Poor Ringo. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd met him in the 70s. Where, uh, it was a roller skating rink. I was at the time going out with uh, somebody in L.A. You guys would know. And <laughs> Share? Share. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so that used, well, it used to be hot, and it should come back because it's kind of fun, although I can't. Skating, disco mm, skating. Yes. They'd have music on, and everybody would skate yeah. around and around. And so everybody was there. All the stars that millennia have no idea. With them. Sure. Ursula Andress and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. And I can't skate. So I'm sitting on the side just watching everybody go by, and she's sort of, hi, everybody. And... Over my shoulder, I see two teenage guys, sort of long hair. One of them's wearing a glitter Kiss t-shirt like that. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, I'll give my autograph. I'm kind of a big deal and, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. And and as they're coming, one talks like this, you know, with my nasal passages blocked and all that. And the other guy says, yeah, man, we're busy, you know, all that. And all I remember is, <gasps> I remember the air going out because right behind them, Ringo started to walk up. And I was like, uh, 
you know, you're trying to, what am I going to say and stuff? And Ringo puts his arms around, I hope me boys are being nice to you. It was this. Amazing. Yeah. Surreal. Yeah. And I wanted to slap, bitch slap these little pricks <laughs> because their father's a beetle. What are you doing with me? He's a beetle. Why are you wearing a kiss shirt? <laughs> yeah. Right. Same thing happened with Barry Gibb. You know, the BG things were playing Florida. We're, we're going to talk about Barry Gibb in a moment. Oh, too. my but hold, God. Hold on. But hold on. So you, you, what did you do to Ringo? So I saw him again later at a party, uh, uh, two decades later, and uh, Ringo's walking through the crowds, and it's all star-studded. I, I could, are you allowed to say fuck? Yeah, you can. I can. <laughs> you can, I can't, but you can. Let's say I you could can. give a fuck who's there and everything. You know, treat people. Right. Every, the Pope's got a poop, and so do you, and so right. there's the That's equalizer. True. Yes. It always comes back down to that little kid when you used to play with it on your face. Boop. All right. Anyway. <laughs> he did. Back to the point. He did. Back to the, back to the story. And True. so uh, Ringo's coming over to say hello. And I'm eating salads. And, I, uh, and Shannon had never seen Ringo before, his mom. And I'm eating salads because I really love that shit. Right. <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, the dark salad type. I don't even know what they are. Okay. And, Kale, yeah. something. I just had something. And so Ringo walks over, and I, again, I get overcome because that music meant so much to me. Yeah. And I pick him up off the ground like a little puppet <laughs> because Ringo's about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, right. and I'm 6'2", yeah. which is how I feel like when he... And I pick him up <laughs> off the ground, and I'm holding him like this, and I'm smiling like this with a big Godzilla-sized spinach thing hanging <laughs> between my teeth. And I go... Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> you, know, you mean so much stuff. to me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and Ringo said, would you mind putting me down? <laughs> because I felt his legs, you know, kind of moving around. <laughs> um, excuse me, grown man. Can you put this other grown man down? He was, he was a sweetheart and, you know. So maybe, yeah, he, maybe he, the he Beatles turned, and, and Jimmy Page and Robert he, he turned He turned around and, of course, you know, mom goes like, you didn't see the tree growing out of your mouth. <laughs> and he goes, what? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's safe to say it's Zeppelin and the Beatles for you, maybe, the people that you Well, no, no, there's so many, so many. Uh, uh, important yeah, if you had people. To pick, if Beatles, Beck? but who's, who's number two? I know Beatles number one. I don't actually know for you. I, said, I have to think about that. You, for yourself. <laughs> I God. didn't say that. I said Jet Beck or Zeppelin. But, but it is interesting not. to People you note, like, I mean, just people who It like. is interesting to note how dire... I think uh, music has come not because there isn't talent. There's sure. enormous amount of talent out there. It's because there's no record industry. It's just chaos. Right. Because kids are downloading everything yeah. and fostering. So new bands don't get a chance. So play this game. 1958 until 1988 is 30 years. Yep. Got Elvis Presley, The Beatles, The Stones, Hendrix. You could go on with hundreds Zeppelin, of hundreds of yeah. classic yeah. forever bands. And th then you've got... Dylan and U2, Prince, Bowie, uh, even the disco thing, you have Madonna, and the hard rock thing, you got ACDs, maybe Kiss, Metallica, U2, they're all there. Man. From 1988, I discovered them. Yeah. From 1988 <laughs> until today, that's 30 years, who's the new Beatles? There isn't. You have fucked up. Dado, Dado, don't you know? Don't you know? Exist. I, don't you know the answer? The you Radiohead. Know the answer? It's One Direction, obviously. <laughs> Well, it, a lot of people, a lot of. Uh, no, all, all, jokes, all jokes aside, that Harry Styles album is awesome. It is here. a great album. Do you very think, good. Do you very think good. that social media has killed that, or is it? Uh, no, it's not social media. It's okay. the fans. The fans, right? Yeah, well, I, I, I think uh, I've heard. I've heard. Had your Ruben, dad heard Greta Van Fleet? I've heard Ruben and a couple people great. go on record about oh. this, where they they say. Uh, it's it's the Wild West with all the pros and cons of the Wild West. So right. there's like I mean there's people like Chance the rapper who came up and great. became successful yeah. with no financial backing of any kind as far as I understand it. I mean he he just 
became popular virally, and then now he, he won Grammys, and that's the way. And I think there's two other people recently who did something like that. But he's so there's, there's, there's that, money, but yeah. that's also like, you know, you're, you're a fish in a giant school, and so it's like, who, who knows? There's no, it's hard to find a system around you to, to groom. Like, you know, when Hendrix was discovered by the guy, like the, the animals, the guy from the animals who... Jess Chandler. Jess Chandler, who took him to London and, and sort of like groomed him and, and like, here's what you should do. It's hard to find sort of really in, in-depth development deals like that. Yeah. Now. So like it's, it's And hip-hop in a way has become the new punk rock, rock I would call, and roll. I would call I mean, it the new punk you know, rock. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd call it. Cause no, it's I wouldn't call it, no, I wouldn't call it punk rock because content. it's successful. Right. And punk rock, except for one right, or two right. bands, was a yeah. disaster. Just in the sense that it's a... Lyrically, yeah. Just in the sense it's a bit rebellious and, you know, it's... Uh, wah, wah, wah. Show me the money. <laughs> All this. It's sure. eclectic. Sure, sure. It's artsy. Yeah, you're talking... you got to talk to me about that. Well, you guys have always done stuff differently. You just released The Vault not long ago. We actually... The largest the box set of all time. Uh-huh. 167 tracks. Physically largest. 50 never, years of music. Never released. Never released. And you would actually deliver it to people If you pay me $2,000 a pop. Which is incredible. Well, I mean, what were people's reactions when you showed up at the doorstep? Can I have one? <laughs> like, can you come in for dinner? I mean, how long No, you it's not. More pragmatically speaking, as I travel around the world doing whatever, yeah. we put an afternoon aside and whoever in that area orders it, we have a dinner or a thing or a get-together. Maybe. And you do that. Because when I was a kid, Elvis didn't come by and say, hey, how do you like my new record? You Pretty know? cool. It was uh, artists were kept at a distance. Absolutely. And I want to change that. And by the way, they continue to sell and all that. Or you can have the Gene Simmons um, experience. I come to your home. Your mom bakes me apple I've lived pie. that experience. It's really, <laughs> That's it's your really life, uh, right? interesting. And you, right. and you give me yeah. 50 grand to come right. over. Yeah, That's I did it. that too. Yeah, When I came out of the womb, I literally handed him 50 You didn't grand. have to pay for that, which is No, great. I'm still, I'm paying it off right now. <laughs> I'm paying it off. So you just, you just finished the solo tour. You got the, the band tour next year, right? A Gene, yeah. I also have a Gene Simmons band. Gene Simmons band, right. You just finished when the solo not, tour. I like, to, I like to work every day because if you take the point of view that you're looking for a job, you're going to miss the point. You have Absolutely. to love labor. And, the and si- I have a right to a job. No, bitch, you don't. You don't have a right to anything. You're lucky and you're blessed if you have a job because there are tens of millions of people that have no jobs. True. And this, I have the, you know, the entitlement thing. That makes me furious. I agree with that. I think this generation doesn't like to work as hard. But, I mean, is, there, is this oh, the they, final? You, you just went on the hit list. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter. Oh. 19-year-old kids going, I don't <laughs> I, like I, that. I agree, I agree with that one. I think there's a lot. Of, but, I, especially in Hollywood. Jesus. Well, I mean, I mean late, it's just people who think that they deserve Grammys when they roll over in bed. Yeah. That means nothing. Yeah. Keep your Grammys. Give me. I just mean they deserve awards I'm for a getting New, up I'm in I'm a the New morning, Yorker, you know? don't forget. Yeah. So we work in New York. Yeah, we work right. hard. But is this the final, final tour? Do you really yeah, think? Because, you know, bands The answer is yes, and I'll tell you why. Um it's always interesting marketing when you say I promise, you know, and all that. But, you know, I wear... Kiss is the hardest working band in show business, period. It doesn't mean we're the best, although we call ourselves that. Right. But I wear about seven-inch platform dragon boots. Each one weighs 10 or 11 pounds. That's 20-plus pounds on the legs. Sure. You know, it's like working out with bowling balls. Yep. Then on top of that, there's another 30 pounds or so between the armor and but the But we stuff. both like cake, so you got to, you know, you take... And so <laughs> if, you put, if you put Jagger and Bono, both great, in my outfits, they'd, they'd like little girls. They'd, they'd fall down and go I mean, to boom. be fair, if I tried to do Jagger's uh, aerobics routine he does every, before every tour, I'd probably fail. That's great. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't have to, you know, he carries his 85-pound right. weight. He's wearing a T-shirt and, and jeans. It's no, but they, they can't do this. And I got to spit fire and fly through the air and all yeah. that. It is physically exhausting. And still have hair on my head. Thank you. 
right. lots more on my back now i comb i put parts in help and some, help. On, and help some on my butt help. as a cushion help. So, and so so the idea is go out with some dignity could the band ever carry with on what? without you guys you think dignity. the name what is that word make more money <laughs> okay but interesting concept there gene could the band ever carry on without you sure. guys so you think of that's course. a possibility okay of course yeah you know we've had 10 different lineups acdc's had 22 or so mm. and there are bands that tour now that sell out things with different lead singers and different guitar players it uh, at this, the end of the day it comes it it is about the material and about the culture true because there are better musicians uh jazz musicians that will never be able to make the money that people who are less talented but have charisma that thing you can go to school to learn guitar or bass you can't learn you're exciting your yeah. charisma there's no school for that 100%. walk this way do that you just have it or you don't. Yeah, I totally agree. That's incredible. There's a lot of things to buy. We got the sodas, oh, the cannabis company. We didn't really touch base on too much, but obviously. So go to Invictus-MD.com. Okay, and buy the book, obviously. The book. Uh, go to GeneSimmonsVault.com for the largest box set of all time. Go to GeneSimmonsMoneyBag.com. Sodas. We have a film company, a restaurant chain, Rock and Brews Restaurant. We have... Uh, Two of them at LAX. I'm going to take, take a nap. I'm going to take a nap. Well, this also is an exclusive. Thank you guys for coming on. Because you wait, guys wait. Done... I'm launching oh, Liberty ahead. Natural yes. Foods, okay. which is going to be one of the largest. Oh, yeah. He's doing like a Whole Foods vegetable. thing now. I want to uh, just blow my head off. Vegetables. He's literally making. Yeah. Ve he showed me pictures of like celery wow. and shit with his face on it. It's yep. just celery. But this is something. There's nothing else in the box. It's I don't celery. feel like you guys haven't done this together in the last 10, 15 years. So this yeah. is kind of an exclusive thing. This is so cool. So what yeah. do you call me, Siri? <laughs> I don't think that's going to work. Help. Help. We need internet you don't here. Have we don't have Wi-Fi. We need Wi-Fi Where's, wi where's the vaudeville cane Maybe to we're just gonna... drag him off the, with the little the <laughs> curled? <Where's... laughs> so... Uh, I mean, maybe, uh, did you get what you wanted, Nick? Maybe you can finish answering who I am, sure. and that's it. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah Scott Lips is uh, the the ultimate ah! the ultimate socialite, <laughs> the ultimate socialite, and uh, I win. He, uh, oh Jesus! Did I get you or not? I think. Oh come on, that's great. <laughs> he he likes whoopee cushions and stuff. Anyway. I love it. See what just happened? We got. What's uh, up? What's up? Are you gonna do that on you your friends? No, I don't care about no, that. Are you gonna do that to your friends? I you gotta be sincere. I'm oh, very I, I sincere. got him. I got him real good. <laughs> you did. I got him real good the other day, where he's just walking to his office. You did. And I saw I I, I crouch on the ground and I put my head around the door frame. So yep. you look down, you just see a severed head, and I go, Aah! and he just get, loses his mind. So we finally gonna hear Siri talking. Siri, what do you so. call me? You're my Lord and Redeemer. You see, that's the only my thing. Lord and Redeemer. That's wow. the only that's way. That's the only thing that really matters. Ah, ah. There we go. We cracked a smile here. <laughs> So thanks so much. We got one quick little game we're going to play on the couch called Connections with some old vinyl, Gene, that I brought out for you. So I want to talk about these old vinyl records for five minutes. You know, everybody talks about the expanded vinyl. It's a real hit. I, no, it just means like the, the, the albums. The albums. But I, I, know, albums I understand that. Yeah. But the modern vinyl scene, if you sell 5,000, it's a big deal. That's true. That's true. So um, so excited to have Gene and Nick Simmons on. Thank you guys so much. And we're going to jump to the Connections game in two seconds. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks. I get out. What's up, you guys? This is Jessica Michelle, and you're listening to Scott Lips on Lips LA. 
Hi there, my name is John Paul Kermy. I am a breathwork teacher. I'm really excited to be doing this new podcast with my good friend Feldy called Hang Up. That's right, I'm John Feldman. I'm in a band called Goldfinger. John Paul taught me breathwork, it changed my life. We're talking about solutions to problems today. Listen to Hang Ups on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hey there. Hey, Dennis Quaid is here. That's right. And guess what? I have a podcast. It's called The Denaissance, and I think you should listen. I'm having some really cool conversations with some really interesting people like music legend Billy Ray Cyrus, housewife of Beverly Hills, Garcelle Bouvet, and many, many more. Listen to The Denaissance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. do y'all i'm uncle drank star of the ballad of uncle drank it is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me fictional golf and western country music pioneer uncle drank the series also stars luke wilson brian kelly chelsea lynn kinky friedman and billy zane as a talking blender named blendy you can find the ballad of uncle drank on sirius xm pandora stitcher or wherever you get your podcast 